You are listening to The Lifecast, a podcast where we discuss topics around faith, family, and fun. Alrighty guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Mark, and this is The Lifecast. And this is episode number eight, and we are going to be doing part seven. I think it's part seven. Yeah, part seven of our series, In the Beginning. And so, just having a conversation with my brother. And he's like, man, you're so boring on your podcast. You're so serious. And goodness, you need to like liven up a little bit. And I don't know, maybe it's maybe I do need to liven up. I, I'm not really sure how how I sound, to be quite honest with you. But he's like, man, you need to tell him, like, like today your hair doesn't look very good, and you're wearing Crocs, and you got some funny shorts on, which is all true. It is all true. My hair doesn't look um, like it always does today. And I do have on Crocs because I love Crocs, and I'm bringing them back. And so hopefully you can join the, the, revol- the revolution of the Crocs, bringing the Crocs back. But I don't know, trying to still figure out this medium trying to figure out still how do you how does it sound like you're having a conversation with people when you're sitting in a room by yourself and um yeah and so i it is what it is and hopefully you're enjoying this and it's my brother at the end of the day he's always busting my chops one way or another and that's okay i still love you luke if you're out there listening in podcast land but anyway today we're going to be kind of not finishing up our series because next week i'm going to do a, a recap of the last um, 11 chapters as we've been kind of exploring this story. But today we're going to kind of land land the plane at least within the chapter on this final kind of story um, in Genesis chapter 11. And it's the story of the Tower of Babel. And so um, if you're a kid, if you grew up in church, this is where we get our different languages. This is how they're there became, this is the origin story of how there became different tribes in the world. But there's a lot of other interesting things going on in the midst of this story. And so I'm going to go ahead and kind of just read it um, verse by verse and kind of just riff on some thoughts and then kind of um, try to land try to land the plane with a couple of questions on how does this how, how does this like relate to our world? Because I think that this this story um, it relates to, even right now I'm going to write down one more thing. I think it relates to uh, the world that we live in and the, the ways that we can get wrapped up in trying to protect um, what we have. And there's some implications for us in all of that. So let's jump in, shall we? And so it says in Genesis chapter 11, verse 1, Now the whole world had one language and a common speech. And as people moved eastward, they found a plain in Shinar and settled there. And they said to each other, Come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. And they used bricks instead of stone and tar for mortar. Now this is some interesting details that the writer is giving us here. There has been this new discovery. There has been this new innovation in humanity here. And that new innovation, that new discovery, that new technology is the brick. Now, you and I, we don't think a whole lot about bricks. You know, bricks are just bricks in our world. But if you lived in their world, 
and you were trying to build a structure, if you were trying to build a home, if you were trying to build a fence, then really the only materials that you had to your disposal were rocks and stones. And so, I don't know if you've ever tried to build anything with a rock. We live in a really old house, and the, the foundation of the front part of our house is all built on rocks, like river rocks. So literally, it looks like someone went to the river, filled up their wagon with rocks, drug it back to where our house is at, and began to stack rocks on one another to build the foundation of our house. And I can't imagine that job. I can't imagine having to be down by the riverbank or digging, trying to find rocks that, that match in size and, and trying to figure out, like, how are we going to build this foundation using these rocks, trying to get them to fit perfectly so that you can have a stable foundation. But all of a sudden, here in this story, someone has figured out how to make a brick. And here's the thing about bricks. You can uniform them. You can mass produce them. And so it's a big change. It's a big change in the game. And they're building something with bricks. They're actually going to build a tower. It says in verse 4, Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered over the face of the whole earth. And so back to the brick. They have figured out how to produce bricks. But not only that, they're using tar for mortar. Now, this tar substance is the, the same thing that God told Noah to use to cover the ark so that it would be waterproof. And so they're building so, themselves a tower. They're waterproofing it. And it goes on and says... So that we can make a name for ourselves, otherwise we will be scattered over the face of the whole earth. But then in verse 5 it says this, But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower the people were building. The Lord said, If, if as one people speaking the same language they have begun, began to do this, then nothing they will plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their languages so that they will not understand each other. And so the Lord scattered them from there over all the earth, and they stopped building the city. And that is why it's called Babel, because there the Lord confused the languages of the whole world, and from there the Lord scattered them over the face of the whole earth. And so they, they've been given this commandment after the ark, to, to cover the, the earth, to, to be fruitful, to multiply. But instead, they've all decided to congregate together and to begin to build a city and to begin to build a tower. And they're building this tower so that they can be like God, so that they can make a name for themselves, so that they can have significance. This is an interesting, interesting impulse. Because don't we want to be significant? Don't we build things to make names for ourselves? When my son was like four or five years old, um, him and his little cousin Isaac were behind our house. And behind our house, in the house that we lived in at the time, there was a pile of old bricks. And I don't even know like what they were doing or why we had them. But one day the boys were back there and they were playing in the backyard and they were stacking these bricks on top of one another. And so I thought it was is interesting and I was a little curious on what they were doing and so I went over to 
to see what they were doing. And I asked them, like, boys, what are you guys doing? And Evan was like, we are building ourselves a tower so that we can be like the gods. And I, I was rolling. Like I was like, was in shock. And yet at the same time was absolutely rolling at this statement. Cause isn't that our impulse? Isn't that our impulse to build, to bring significance from the things that we do? And what's interesting in this story is that they're building themselves a tower that reaches to the heavens so that they can make a name for themselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered over the face of the whole earth. There's this sense that they're going against the very thing that God had called them to do, to fill the earth, to share his image with all of creation, because they're image bearers, remember. And so there's this rebellion taking place that they're not going to do this. But what's interesting to me is not only are they building this tower with these bricks, this new technology, but they're also waterproofing it. They're, they're also covering it with the very thing that God told Noah to cover the ark with. There's this sense that they know deep in their psyche that if they rebel against God, there's a chance that he's going to flood the earth again, and they're getting themselves prepared this time. Now, they forget the promise, obviously, that God had given them, that he had hung his bow in the sky, that never again was he going to do such a thing. But they are still kind of covering their tracks or, or, or taking care of their business, making sure that as we rebel this time, there's no possible way that we're going to fall under the same kind of punishment. Now, what does this mean for us? Because there's a number of things going on here. And how does this story connect to our story in 2018? First off, first off, I would say this. The interesting detail about the bricks is that for the first hearers of this story, they would have known where this is going. See, for the Israelites, the first people who had been freed from Egypt, they, their whole purpose in Egypt was to, to bake bricks and to, use, and to build things for the Pharaoh. Because empires are all about themselves. And so they know where this story is headed. And once you start building cities and towers and you begin to protect the things that you've created, what will eventually happen is you begin to to create your own little empire. And then these things grow. And the thing about empires is that to maintain your empire, somebody has to be exploited. And so for the Israelites, it was them. They had been exploited by the Egyptians. They had been in slavery for 400 years. And so for the Pharaoh and for the Egyptians to be able to maintain their empire, someone had to be exploited. And the people that were exploited were the Israelites. But if it's, it's true today as much as it was true then. Even if you think about the history of our country. We arrive on the scene. Um, we like what we see. And so we take it. We take the land. And we take the land from this nation's first people, the Native Americans. And so we exploit them by taking their land. 
But then not only that, we also then built this country on the backs of slavery, taking a people from their own country, bringing them here, exploiting them, enslaving them, and building the foundations and the infrastructure of this country on the backs of the African Americans. See, here's the deal. Slavery, or excuse me, empire always requires us to exploit somebody. For us to maintain what we have, someone has to be exploited. And it's even true now, today. Like even now today, we scapegoat other ethnic groups to somehow, some way sustain what we have. And so in our world right now, there's still a trouble with race. There's a still a trouble between blacks and whites. But then also, there in recent times, we've been um, scapegoating other ethnic groups, Muslims, Mexicans, um, and I would argue, you could disagree with this, but I would argue all simply to exploit them so that we can maintain the establishment. And so this story then is a warning on what can happen when you begin to build your empire. But also what's interesting about this is that they are coating this, these buildings and this city and this tower with tar. There's a sense that there's this security, that they have this security by doing this. And I would argue that it's a false security. And in what ways in our country do we lean into false securities? What are the things in our lives that we, we fight for, whether it be money, security through money, security through weapons, secure, security through... Um, whatever it may be for you. We depend on a false security, and the truth is is that our security only can truly come from God. Because at the, end of the th at the end of the day, man, anything can find an end. And, and so this story also warns us that we can't put our hope in all of these other things, money, weapons, whatever it may be, but at the end of the day, our hope can only be found in something that is unshakable. And so you have this interesting story. God comes down and he sees uh, the direction that they're going. And, and instead of uh, allowing them to continue, because he knows, he's seen this before. He knows that if they continue on this path, their hearts are going to eventually turn to evil and violence again. And so he separates their language this time. He separates them. And they begin to go their different ways. Because they're unable to communicate with one another in this moment, they're unable to finish the project that they've started. And so they begin to go their separate, their separate ways so that they are scattered over the face of the earth. It's in this moment, then, that God begins his rescue plan. At the end of Genesis chapter 11, he calls a man named Abraham. And he says to Abraham, I want you to leave your father's household. I want you to leave your land, and I want you to go to the land that I'm going to show you, and that I'm going to create a new people from you. 
And so God's rescue plan begins with, by dividing the unified so that he can begin to raise up a new group of people that would function uh, as his people to represent him. And then that, then that through them, eventually he would come himself in Jesus to show us what being a human actually looks like. And so this is a story about warning. It's a story about technology. It, it raises the question, any time that we have a new technology, um, we need to be careful with the way that we use it. Because in some ways it can, it, it can advance society, and yet in other ways it can really push us backwards. And so it's a warning to us. And as Genesis chapters 1 through 11 unfolds, all these stories point to the crisis that is the human condition. And it begins to point us to a new way to be. Next week, we're going to talk about all of those things as I think it's raising the question, what is God actually going to do with evil? And so we're going to explore that as a recap, and then we're going to start a new series. I'm thinking, I've got a couple of things I'm thinking about, and so um, we're going to start something new in a couple of weeks, and maybe something a little bit more practical, like how to deal with our past or, or something like that, something along that, that line. But I hope you guys enjoy this. Um, I, I feel like it's, I don't know, I enjoy it, and hopefully you enjoy it as well. And uh, like it, share it, um, and we'll just keep this thing rolling for now. And so you guys have a great day. It looks like the weather is gorgeous outside, and so I'm going to go out and enjoy the rest of the day. Blessings to you guys. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Thank you again for listening to the live cast. Um, if you really enjoy this show, I want to ask you to do a couple of things. One, a like and share on your social media so that we can kind of get the word out there. And also go to iTunes or SoundCloud or even on Google Play now. And just leave us a rating and a review that helps um, us get established on those platforms as well. So blessings again. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Bye.